0: It's all about Southampton. The So So Show with Zoe Hanson and Simon Clark. Hello and welcome to another episode of the So So Show. It's Southampton's podcast a look at life around the city and some bits of news as well hosted by her Zoe Hanson
1: and him Simon Clark. This week we discover the new art space in Southampton where they're making shows which will put the city on the map. It totally will.
2: After opening in Southampton, it then runs across the country and hopefully it will then go into London. So it's so exciting that that show has been made here.
1: Everybody's going to want to go to it. And the premiere, the world premiere, is
0: in Southampton. How's your week been, Zoe? Surviving school holidays, are we?
1: Um, I mean... Only just by the skin of my teeth, it feels like day 4,800 and... Twelve.
0: We are at that point now during August where parents start going, how long until I go back?
1: (laughs) (laughs) And look, I've been trying. I I keep sort of spotting things and thinking, okay, right, we'll go and do that. You've got to try and fill it with activities. But then also trying to work yourself and have a bit of a life for yourself Mm. as well. It's hard. But one of the places that we went to was the Southampton Archery Club. Have you ever heard of it?
0: Judging by your face, Simon, you haven't. I didn't know we had an archery club in Southampton.
1: Southampton Archery Club, do you know where Trojans, rugby and hockey and all that is? It's on the other side of the road, just a bit further up on the left. Southampton Archery Club is the biggest in the UK.
0: It is 24 hours a day. What? You can go down there and shoot some arrows. Who knew... A, we had an archery club. B, it's the biggest one in the country. Right. And C, it's 24 hours.
1: I mean, it's huge. They've got all these massive fields. They've got a couple of buildings. You could do indoor archery. Like I say, it's 24 hours. Great. They've got floodlights outside in case you want to do outdoor archery at 2am. So
0: when you finished in the weather, spoons, you could Oh, actually, no, that's <laughs> probably not a good idea. No,
1: probably not. Do they breathalise you on entry? That's <laughs> what they should do. That's what they should do. But um, these ones uh, were all sort of there to do like a little summer camp. And it was brilliant. It was run by all of the members of the Archery Club. And they're stepping up there. And look, some of them are sort of seven or eight years old. They're Tiny, and they give him a bow that's twice the size of them. (laughs) And I was like, "Oh no, she's going to need a hand," but she was fine with it.
0: So, how did Lois get on?
1: Yeah, she did all right. she did all right hit the target she
0: hit the target came back
1: buzzing yes absolutely wants to take it up now oh i need a bow
0: you've got violin lessons coming up mate that's the only bow you're getting that's another activity you can cram into your already hectic wednesday (laughs) with the swimming and all the other stuff yeah
1: i know isn't it it's just crazy the other thing that we went to on saturday it was a busy day on saturday We went to the new park run, which is at Itchin Valley Country Park. This is a brilliant, brilliant park run. And because it's new, I think this was the seventh week that they've held it. Um, They are always looking for volunteers. And the lovely Lizzie Sutherland was there volunteering. Oh, right. One of our listeners. It grows every single week. I think Mm. they were up to like 300 last week. Which is
0: about a third of the Southampton one.
1: Well, it is... But the Southampton one wasn't running because of Let's
0: Rock, you see. Oh, god! Gotcha. So lots of
1: people came. They do um, park run tourism, don't they? Oh, yeah, know, yeah, they yeah. Do so a you can tours.
0: Go, I've seen that before. I've, I've got a friend who lives in Bournemouth who sometimes goes to the South Sea one uh-huh. just to, you know...
1: Just change it just up have a different bit. scenery. That's it. So the Itchin Valley park run is sort of cross-country. It's quite boggy. It's quite muddy. You know, you want your trail shoes on. Um, and it's a bit hilly as well. Whereas other park runs you go to, like Leon Solent, you go... Down the beachfront and back, it's flat. It might be windy, but it's flat.
0: You have a surprisingly large amount of knowledge of local park runs for someone who doesn't really do park runs.
1: <laughs> well, I did this one. Right? I did this one. I was like, yay, it's amazing. I mean, admittedly, I was bullied into it. Of course you were. Chris Rees? My, no, my friend Claire <laughs> said, come on, we're going to go and do it. Let's go, let's go. So, uh, yeah, we did it. And, uh, yeah, I was chuffed to bits with that.
0: This is something Chris Rees needs to learn, that if he wants you to actually do any activities, he needs to speak to your friend Claire. <laughs> yeah. Because his attempts at forcing you into it just doesn't work.
1: And, of course, the, the Chris Rees is the guy that sort of is the organiser of... Southampton Marathon, Half Marathon and 10K. That's coming up in September. Yeah,
0: I've seen the signs for that already. Is it the 5th of
1: September? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It is creeping up. I've seen a few people out just sort of going for their training. You can see everybody sort Mm. of stepping up their mileage. There's a couple of people I know, Dan, Scott, Georgie. They are all doing the marathon. Oh,
0: wow. Do you have nicknames for people that you see running on a regular basis that you don't know? Because yes. there's, there's a woman <laughs> round the corner from me who has the most gentle pace possible, right? And she's just very slow, tiny footsteps. Yeah, but she'll go for about an hour and a half. Good for her. I'll quite often leave. Do timer? No, but <laughs> I'll quite often leave the house, go and do a couple of errands, then end up back ninety minutes later, and she's still out there. Right. So Doris. I absolutely love. Every time I see her, I don't wind the window down and go, go on, Doris, but I feel like I should because she's just giving it her all.
1: That's so funny that you say all of this because only this morning we (laughs) spotted someone who we normally see running down the hill on our way to school. And when we saw him, Lois shouted, there's the hill man. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, I was saying that Saturday was a bit crazy busy. So we'd done park run. Then we went to Trifest. Look, I had a shower first. Don't panic. <laughs> we went to Tryfest. I'd never heard of it before.
0: I haven't heard of it at all. So tell me more.
1: This is Bitten Triangle. They right. had a little festival down on the waterside, just down from Bitten Triangle. Oh, yeah, you got a
0: big, big grassy area uh-huh. you, just by the bridge.
1: Yeah. So they had lots of stalls. They had Southampton beekeepers there. Um, Litland was making uh beeswax candles and there were all sorts of yeah, just lovely, lovely things. There was um in Sink. Have you heard of this? No. This is the Itchin newsletter.
0: Right.
1: Itch in Sink. I was like, oh that is genius. <laughs> um there was yeah, yeah, there was lots and lots of things there. So uh, we went there and we had an ice cream afterwards. I had rhubarb and custard. Oh, that's nice. I know, right? As soon as I saw it, yeah, um, count me in there. And then, of course, it was Let's Rock on Saturday from the afternoon. And I wasn't going to go to Let's Rock this this time because a friend of mine's son, it was his 21st, so I was going to the 21st party. We were getting organised for all of that. However, my daughter my eight-year-old ended up going to Let's Rock.
0: <laughs> how did that happen?
1: Because half an hour before my babysitter was due to arrive, she messaged and said, I'm not feeling great. Any chance you might be able to get somebody else. And I rang a couple of friends and the one that said, yeah, I can have her, was going to Let's Rock. <laughs> so, so took her along with
0: her. And how did how did your eight-year-old daughter find the 80s retro festival? <laughs>
1: well... I mean, she was like, yeah, it was quite good music. It wasn't as much bass as you normally like for me.
0: (laughs) So has she been strolling around the house singing OMD songs ever since?
1: (laughs) Wet, wet, wet apparently was a bit of a hit with her. So, yeah, yeah, it was good. It was a good Saturday.
0: I must uh, say thank you and Big Up South Central Ambulance Service, who I had their services from this week
1: wow come on tell us the story because look right okay let sit down because this is a bit shocking but you see everyone's
0: really shocked by it but i've been pretty chilled
1: but that's amazing that you are
0: i feel that i'm underplaying this a little bit and i feel like i should be making a bit more of a deal of it but basically um tuesday afternoon my daughter was kicked in the face by a horse
1: and i mean look even hearing that it just makes me shudder
0: And we called an ambulance because it's a head trauma and you should, and got an ambulance out and two lads from South Central Ambulance turned up and they assessed her and they took her into the hospital. Looks like she might have a fractured cheek and nose and possibly have some maxo on her face for the scar under her eye. From my point of view, I'm just relieved it wasn't two inches higher. I've seen someone kicked in the head Properly kicked in the head by a horse before. Maybe that's why I'm not so upset about it and I'm not so bothered because I've, I've seen worst case scenario and this wasn't it. Yeah. But she's been incredibly brave. Yes. And the team at the hospital have just been wonderful. She came out on the Tuesday evening after we'd obviously gone in in the afternoon, just singing the praises of everybody that she spoke to. I bet. And um, it just reinforces how, if you want to work in the health service, you've, you, you've got to be that special kind of person. And it is very much yeah. a calling. Yeah. You certainly don't do it for the money. Uh huh. But that doesn't mean to say we shouldn't be recognising what they do with yeah. a bit more money. But she came out, she's had the best care from both the ambulance service and from the hospital this week. Brilliant. So big up yourselves. And
1: look, look I can't believe that you're so all right about it. I'm like, oh God. Don't She's around
0: horses seven days a week for for normally about six hours a day. Inevitably, at some point, she would have an accident of some description. So this isn't bad.
1: I, I think you're a bit like my parents. I broke my thumb in a nightclub. Right. I caught it in the railings on the stairs. Right. And for days I was going, it is, look, it's swollen, look at it, look at it. And my dad's just going, stick it under the tap, it's fine, stick it under the tap. Did it make you come home? No. Right, <laughs> stick it under the tap, you'll be all right.
0: It is quite ironic though, because a couple of weeks ago in the podcast we were talking about how she was moaning about her toe yeah. and I was going to take it to A&E and she yes. was like, no, I don't want to go, no, I don't want to go. <laughs> You should have had that look. I was going to
1: say, might as well go through the list.
0: <laughs> right, let's get our guest on. And this week we are going to talk about something very, very exciting and introduce you to Aidan Grounds, who's the creative producer at the Mast Mayflower Studios, which is the
2: new name for the Nuffield Studio. We opened our doors in mid-May to performances. Um, it's obviously very unusual opening up a theatre during a pandemic, but that is something that we... Ha- Trying to do, and it's been so exciting so far. So the Mayflower Theatre, as most people in Southampton know, is a big theatre that has about two and a half, 2,400 seats. Mainly um, presents musicals and big shows from across the country. The opportunity came up for the Mayflower to take on this space, which is in Guildhall Square in uh, the centre of Southampton. So MAST is based um, in a building called Studio 144 which is part of the cultural quarter in Southampton. So at Mast, we have a 450-seat studio, 120-seat studio and rehearsal rooms. And we really want Mast to be the creative home and place where lots of creative projects are made and plotted in Southampton.
1: So I've had a little tour around the Mast studios today. And I mean, look, when you hear about these things and you you sort of think, okay, right, so it's a smaller theatre. Honestly the size of the theatre would be like it's huge but actually it seats fewer people so actually you're closer to the action aren't you it's much more um i'd say intimate
2: definitely and i think that was really shown recently when we had ray fines come to mast um for a show called four quartets i think the opportunity to be in such an intimate space with such an incredible actor was really really powerful um and moving for the audience so the mayflower's kind of vision is inspiring experiences and it's exactly the same here at mast we want to inspire people to make create and enjoy performances here at mast and both our auditoria are so intimate that you're really part of the action um and that ethos as well as the shows we put on being part of the action we run participation schemes, engagement schemes for youth theatre, community work, and we just want people to be able to experience creativity in the city.
1: That's what it's all about, it feels like, walking around Mast. Like, you've got collaborators that sort of have their home here. There's Zoe Logic. Who else is here?
2: We have other partners, including um, Artful Scribe, who are a literature development agency. Um, Soco Music Project, who run music projects in the city, Sound Pop Academy, who run choirs across the city, and Zoe Logic, as you mentioned, who are a dance um, company. And just having these resident partners based in our building means it's a real creative hub and hopefully or like already ideas are bouncing around projects we can all develop together and collaborate on.
1: And this is sort of the thing that's come up quite a lot, hasn't it? So um, in the pandemic, when people have been working at home, what you do find is that actually it's just you and your ideas. So you haven't got anybody to bounce anything off. So MAST is sort of leading the way by sort of putting these collaborators in the same building so that they can talk about things. And I think you said earlier, Aidan, about you didn't really know... Um, how to put music onto a show. Your background is in theatre, but that meant that you could go off and speak to somebody about the music stuff.
2: Yeah, I think coming out of the pandemic, connection is such a key thing that we all want and like crave. But also it's a little bit scary at the moment being in a crowded space and being with people. But since we've been back in the building in April, we've obviously had to do that in a safe manner and be distance and wear masks. And also... Being in a building and bringing everyone back has presented some challenges because when we're, you can't have multiple Zoom meetings in the same place. But once you kind of get over being around people again, it's just so inspiring to be able to talk to different people that have expertise in different areas. And then in terms of audiences coming in, that shared communal experience of enjoying a show, I don't think there's anything else. And in such a like intimate, close space, the shared experience of the audience when they're watching a show, reacting, the noise yeah. at the end of the show is a really incredible thing.
1: So talking about the shows, what have you got coming up? Because there's some pretty
2: phenomenal shows coming, aren't there? We're really excited by some of the shows coming up. At the beginning of September, from the 3rd to the 5th of September, we've got Zog, um, which is like a perfect family show um, and is already incredibly popular.
1: You can't go wrong with Julia Donaldson. You say it's a family show. Don't matter. Don't matter. Don't matter if you're f- if you're in your 50s, go along and
2: see it. It's a brilliant show. We love Julia Donaldson shows. And actually, we haven't announced them yet, but there'll be some more Julia Donaldson shows yes. next year. So do look out for them. Um, and then also at the beginning of September, we have Brainiac. So lots of crazy science fun happening on stage. Um, so as well as being entertaining, it is also educational and then looking ahead to autumn we are so excited to be launching a new musical here called fantastically great women who changed the world
1: oh whoa, whoa 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 i've read that book hang on my no my daughter my daughter has that book fantastically great women who changed the world this is
2: mary anning rosa parks Emmeline pankhurst frida carlo um so um it's a it's a book, as you said, that your daughter's read. It's been an incredibly popular book, um, and we're working with a producer called Kenny Wax to turn the book into a musical. Wow. Um Which is incredibly exciting, and it's... The stories are stories that everyone should know because these women really did change the world. Yeah. Um, we're working with an all-female creative team, including um, a pop writer called Miranda Cooper, who's written lots of tracks for bands, including Girls Aloud and Kylie Minogue, so it's a really, like girl power, vibey, poppy soundtrack. And so most of the songs have been written. The show's been developed over autumn ahead of opening here in Southampton. After opening in Southampton, it then runs across the country and hopefully it will then go into London. So it's so exciting that that show has been made
0: here. So that's Aidan Grounds, the creative producer of the Masked Mayflower Studios, who, which is the new name for what was the new Nuffield. Yes. And I think it's great vision from Michael Ockwell and the team at the Mayflower to take that building and do what they've done with it because Absolutely. now they're involved in the whole production mm-hmm. from inception to rehearsals to workshops, putting a show together. That show will then go on tour around the UK and possibly London, and then it will come back to the Mayflower. So they are now involved in the whole process. And it sounds like Fantastically Great Women Who Changed the World It's going to be Mm. an incredible show. I love the
1: book. We read it loads. And, yeah, it's just going to be a fantastic show. They've got so many things going on there. Make sure that you just pop your head in to Mars Studios because it's just brilliant. There's a buzz about it. The
0: thing about that book is you know that this is going to be something that all the schools will want to take their children to whenever it tours locally.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah, you're right. It's so educational because all of these characters in here, you know, you've got Rosa Parks, you've got Marie Curie, you've got um, Amelia Earhart, um, Emmeline Pankhurst, they're all in there and they will be, they're such great stories and they're such brilliant women to learn from.
0: Can't wait to see that on the stage.
1: It'll be great, won't it? Right, some other things going on around and about. Peppa Pig World. Yes. Do you know that it's had a birthday? No. How long do you reckon it's been there? So not Poulton's Park, but Peppa Pig World itself. I reckon maybe 10 years. Yeah, it is. Wow. It's the 10th anniversary of Peppa Pig World opening. How many squeals of joy? (laughs)
0: <laughs> will have come out of that place in ten years,
1: just a bit. But do you know the story behind it? No, no, no. There's a guy who is like the marketing director, Rob. Rob was doing the marketing for Paulton's Park, and um, he had a two-year-old, I think, at the time, his daughter, and his wife. Those two were watching Peppa Pig, and his wife turned around to him and said, "Why don't you speak to Peppa Pig?" about getting a ride at Portons Park. Anyway they spoke to Peppa Pig and they said uh don't really know about a ride. What about a whole world? And so that's where it came from and then it sort of snowballed and then they've made it bigger over the years. They opened another big part of Peppa Pig World like four years ago and Yeah, they
0: are. So it's Rob Griffith's wife... Yes. ...who came up with the idea. Yes. I hope they're getting her something lovely (laughs) for the 10th anniversary.
1: Free tickets.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So happy 10th birthday, Peppa Pig World.
1: Yes, that's nice, isn't it? Have you been watching, Simon, have you been watching The 100, The Cricket?
0: No, and I really regret that I haven't because I know loads of people who went.
1: It's so interesting to see. I know it's like a new thing. I always quite liked... 2020 i've always called it sexy cricket but the hundred is like another level again it's like sort of rock and roll cricket if you like i really really enjoyed it got right
0: into it obviously the thing with cricket is people tend to turn up in fancy dress yeah on monday night there were four lads dressed as traffic cones and <laughs> and at the end they were directing traffic <laughs> Best
1: thing I ever saw at the Cheers Bowl. I think it was a uh, it was an, an England Australia game, and I went along with Sparky and Gillies. There was a there was a stag do there. It was about thirty <laughs> of them. Right, you're laughing already, right? And the stag was Bo Peep, and all the rest of them were sheep, <laughs> and she was herding them all the
0: time. Oh, it was absolutely brilliant. I need to do it next year because the thing is, <laughs> I've always wanted to go to Lakeside for the darts right. and dress up because that looks like one giant stag dude yeah yeah so but I can't be bothered to go to Essex (laughs) so I'll wait for next year for the hundred make sure I get tickets and then just nail the fancy dress I don't know what I'd go as though
1: See, I put you down as Mr. Incredible, certainly I, after this week with your daughter going through all that trauma. I'd, um,
0: I'd need to get down the gym next to the Aegeus Bowl <laughs> a hell of a lot between now and then to have the kind of physique that I'd want to put in tight like that. Right, right. But, you know, it's given me something to aim for.
1: Exactly. I think we mentioned earlier, it's sort of starting to come towards the latter part of the summer holidays. I went past French and Sons in Bedford Place the other day and I... It looked like Poulton's Park. There was a queue, <laughs> but there was a queue all the way down the street for people to get shoes for their kids to go back oh, to school with. Yeah,
0: I'm so glad I'm not on that school
1: bus this kit. Year. Clark's, French and Sons. Last year, I went to Marks and Spencers in Hedge End. I thought, right, I'll, I'll I'll work out what size she is first, and I'll just go and buy her a pair of shoes. So I went to find these shoes in Marks's. And I think I'd had a really tough week. I'd had a really hard working week. And I was sort of half asleep while I was looking. (laughs) And I found the right size. I was like, right, okay, size 12. Yep, right, okay. Size 12 R. I'm like, right, okay. Size 12 regular. Right, okay. Why are there only right handed R shoes and then left handed large shoes yes because they are right and left
2: not regular
1: <laughs> and large I went through the whole pile of them looking for two regular 12s <laughs>
0: You must have been tired.
1: Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I get myself into some states, don't I?
0: But you're on top of it in terms of sourcing new school uniform?
1: Yes, we have. uh, I think think I'd done that before she finished for the term. I was like, okay, just don't eat anything over summer. Do not grow.
0: So I'm all right because he is still working his way through some of the jumpers and shirts that she will have worn when she was there two years ago. Good. I bought him some shoes when he went back to school.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah, in March
0: after lockdown. Yeah, Yeah, it must have been March. So I bought him some in March when he went back after lockdown and they're still standing him in good stead. And also I think he's got some dark trainers that he sneaks in (laughs) as well. Because they can't really tell him off for that now, can they, after the ups and downs of the last 18 months?
1: No, well, that's it. You know, we've... we've. Paid out for uniform. They've worn it for three weeks this year, you know. Some great news as well. Um, Hyde Ferry, you know, we were talking yeah, about... Yeah, yeah, they, were, they had that big campaign to save the Hyde Ferry. Um, it's now been accepted by Google Maps as a mode of transport. Fantastic. So when you go onto Google Maps you're trying to get to Hythe or whatever um, and rather than it taking you on a bus or a car or on a bike
0: on it now puts
1: you on the ferry. So instead of going
0: the long way round yep. you can now just put that through. That's brilliant, that's great. All we need now is it for to be granted National Heritage status yes. <laughs> and get some lottery funding. Exactly right. And then right. all sorted. Exactly.
1: So a few things going on Family Fun Day at five A. There are a lot of F's in that. Family <laughs> Fun Day at Five Acres. That's in Lords Hill on August the 30th. There's a Lego Day. There is no more perfect place to have a Lego Day than at Bursledon Brickworks. Nice. Um, you can look that one up. And Eastleigh Film Festival, it's through September. Um, and we like Eastleigh Film Festival, don't we? Because they put their films on in very strange places sometimes, depending on what the film is. You know, Jules will be in a swimming pool and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, it's great. We love the work of Eastleigh Film Festival, so I'm looking forward to seeing what kind of movies they've got. I've missed seeing films. Have you? I've really missed going to the cinema. I want to go and see the new Matt Damon film. There's the Benedict Cumberbatch set in the 60s spy Oh, that thriller. looks good but I haven't got time today is my first day off since the 19th of July. Oh, man. And I'm not complaining because I've sat on my ass for 16 months pretty much. <laughs> well, that's it for another week. Do keep an eye on our socials because we're constantly putting stuff on there that we discover during the course of the week and events and stuff that's happening that you may want to know about. And of course, if you're planning something and you discover something that we don't know about, please do let us know via our socials as well so we can share it with everybody else. Yes,
1: please do because the chat on socials, especially on Facebook, is always so good. Just find the... the... The So So Show. Give us a follow, give us a like um, and then just join in with the conversation. Be social.
0: Have a great week, Zoe.
1: And you, Simon. And you.
0: You've been listening to Zoe Hanson and Simon Clark on Southampton's podcast, The So So Show.